0: I got a Mac podcast, episode number 136.
1: Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a
0: difference. This is GSPN.TV.
1: Join the community. Hello,
0: Mac fans around the world. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I am Chris Spidey. And you're listening to yet another episode, a 136th episode of Help I Got a Mac.
2: You know, this is a special day clip. It's a special day? It is. Not only is it our show, but also today on this date in 1985, Steve Jobs left Apple. Oh. And also on this date in 1997, Steve Jobs came back to Apple. When did he come back? 1997 wow he was gone that long he was he was at next and uh, also at pixar what was next next was the computer company that steve made right when he left apple and he was gonna the, the sole purpose was to crush apple of course that didn't happen uh, but it was a computer that was geared towards uh research facilities universities things like that it was it was insanely expensive go figure um made a cube it's, again you know it's kind of funny um but the thing that they really made was this piece of software called Next Step, which was a, a Unix-based operating system that had a, a thing at the bottom called a dock, and uh, all the apps were encapsulated in one file, and um, it, it used a, it used it it used object-oriented programming, and. Uh, Apple, Apple ended up buying that. And what they really did was they bought they bought Next and Next overtook Apple. They, Steve replaced everybody on the board with Next employees. And then uh, they took Next Step, which by them was called OpenStep, and turned it into what we now call Mac OS X.
0: Interesting. I did not see. Now, this is why we have Chris on here, because he's such a fanboy.
2: He knows all this stuff. <laughs> I've read a lot of books about Apple. If you want to read some books about Apple... Uh, there's plenty of them Uh, one of them is called the second coming of steve jobs that gives you the whole history it's awesome
0: (laughs) the Um, second
2: coming of steve jobs inside steve's brain is another good one and then um, another one i really like is um, i think it's called the perfect thing and that's how the ipod was created and it was that's really really interesting so there are a lot of cool books about apple and pixar and all sorts of stuff that you can find and I've read almost all of them and they're they're fantastic. I mean that especially the the stuff um, when Apple was first being created. It's really it was really an exciting time, you know, personal computers were practically invented by these guys, you know, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak and Bill Gates and all, all those guys pretty much created it from nothing. You know, these computers were the size of rooms before, you know, all made by IBM and all of a sudden boom, the personal computer revolution started and it's 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 interesting because um, it it parallels a lot like the dot com boom and web 2.0 um how these guys just created something from nothing. So yeah, I, I I would encourage anybody who's a computer fan, a tech fan to read any of these books. So it's awesome. Very cool.
0: I I mean I would assume a lot of those books are available on uh audible.com as well. Absolutely, yeah. Very cool. Well we'll I'll check out probably the, the one that sounds the most interesting, you said it tells the full story is the did you say it's the second coming
2: of Steve Jobs? Uh, that one tells like the second act, but it kind of goes over a little bit about the first act. If you really want to know kind of like in super detail about the beginning of Apple and all that kind of stuff, read I was. It's more about Steve Wozniak, but personally, I, I like Steve Wozniak better than Steve Jobs as a person just because Steve Wozniak is approachable and seems like a pretty nice guy. So I was is one I recommend if you want to like hear about the early days
0: okay so listen to i was and then the second coming of steve jobs yeah that wouldn't hurt all right i will i will get those on audible i've got plenty of credits over there so
2: yeah i I was is it's not read by steve uh steve wozniak but you get the you get a sense on how insanely smart this guy is yeah and it's just it's just interesting that you know i mean it, it it takes a while before it gets to apple because it talks about him you know as a kid you know Designing, you know, gadgets and stuff like that—it's just awesome. Well, I,
0: I'll I'll look forward to listening to those on my very long walks. There you go. Very cool. All right, yeah. so let's turn to the more recent history. If if not, maybe maybe the latest events in the world of Apple. And yeah. I understand there are some new rules in town.
2: There are. Well, actually, there's rules in town. Is a better way to put it. Uh, <laughs> for the longest time, when you developed an app, you didn't know if it was going to be approved. Or not, or what you know, you really didn't know what guidelines people had to judge your app by. And Apple, um, this past week, has done something really interesting. They've released Apple Store or App Store review guidelines. They've also relaxed uh, apps being built with third-party tools such as you know the Adobe Flash converter tool and um, Unreal Turn, you know the un- the Unreal Engine and Unity and stuff like that. That stuff's now allowed. So. I don't know if it's Apple feeling the pressure of Android or if they just can see, like, what things like the Unreal Engine can do, you know, after the uh, keynote. Uh, They've released, um, you know, they've released, you know, letting go of those certain things. They've also released these guidelines. And there's a couple of funny things that are in these. I don't know if you've had a chance to read these yet.
0: No, tell us what's in there.
2: Okay. Um, You know, the... The introduction uh, says, you know, we're thrilled that you want to invest your talents and time to develop applications for iOS.
0: And we're finally going to tell you whether or not you should even start this project.
2: Right. We view (laughs) apps different than books or songs, which we do not curate. If you want to criticize religion, write a book. If you want to describe, you know, sex and stuff, write a book or a song or create a medical app. And it says it can seem complicated, but there's certain kinds of content, you know, we don't allow in the store. And it's got uh, you know, a couple bullet points here, and I'll read just a couple of these. Uh, the first one is, we have lots of kids downloading apps, and parental controls don't work unless the parents set them up, and many don't. So know, what we're, so, so know that we're keeping an eye out for the kids. That's one. I like that. We have over 250,000 apps in the App Store. We don't need any more fart apps. If your app doesn't do something useful or provide some sort of lasting entertainment, it may not be accepted. No more fart apps. (laughs) Yeah. If your app looks like it was cobbled together in a few days, or if you're trying to get your first practice app into the store to impress your friends, please brace yourself for rejection. We have lots of serious developers who don't want their quality apps to be surrounded by, and this is Steve Jobs' new quote, or new saying, amateur hour.
0: Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: We'll reject any apps for any content or behavior that we believe is over the line. What line, you ask? Well, as a Supreme Court justice once said, I'll know it when I see it. And we think that you'll know it when you cross it. Well, let me ask you. Let me go back to just a second. Did you, Have <laughs> you heard the
0: hoopla, the, the uproar of podcasters over Steve Jobs' uh, statement
2: of amateur hour? Yeah, you know what? I don't think it was podcasters that he was really referring to. I mean, it could be. But I think he was mainly talking about, um, you know, all the all the, you know, here's my cat doing something funny on YouTube. That's yes. what I'm thinking
0: that that that's more along the lines of what i'm thinking as well because i, I would think that if steve jobs is really anti podcaster podcasting and he was overly concerned about video podcasts being amateur hour i mean i think he would probably close down that portion of itunes
2: yeah and i really think that and i don't see that happening no no and it's just like you know podcasting i think you know the good stuff rises to the top so I'm sure there's plenty of amateur hour type podcasts out there, but there you know, are. they don't get enough exposure, I don't think.
0: Yeah, but exactly, and and not only that, but the thing is, is that um, for amateur hour podcasting, you have to go through a couple steps and a, jump through a couple hoops to get a you know video podcast into the iTunes store. Mm-hmm. Whereas with YouTube, you can just record anything and upload it. And yeah, I think
2: I, I think that's what he was referring to. I I, really I, think.
0: I think so as well. I don't, I don't I, a lot of people really got upset with him for for calling. What they actually said, because he called podcast amateur hour. And I'm like, I didn't hear that. I, I heard him talking about, you know, not surrounding everything, you know, everything on the Apple TV w- with amateur hour. But at during the same during the same keynote, I do remember him saying that you could actually get you could you could uh, browse podcasts on the Apple TV.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly.
0: Am I not right? I mean, he did say podcast on stage when doing the keynote for the Apple
2: TV. I believe so. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, you know, Apple TV really they really want to go after cable. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's be honest. So, you know, he probably said that, though, also to to kind of, you know, throw a little uh little fear into Time Warner and the Comcasts of the world. Yeah. So yeah, so this new App Store uh, review guidelines, it's awesome. Uh, you can kind of go through and see what you can and can't do with like push notifications, Game Center, iAds, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they, they say this is a living document and new apps presenting new questions may result in new rules at any time. Uh, perhaps your app will trigger this. But uh, it's cool that they've at least released this so you, so you kind of have an idea. Um, and what's funny is, and this kind of goes into the next story real quick, is that Uh, Sean Kobach, the the maker of a program called uh, GV Mobile, which was for Google Voice, looked through all these App Store guidelines and said, you know what, my app does not violate anything on this document. So uh, he contacted someone at Apple, and Apple said, you know what, Resubmit it, it's most likely going to get approved. So he resubmitted it, and uh, word is, it's going to be approved here any day now. So that's awesome.
0: Google Voice is is what you're talking about there now the question is didn't app or didn't google officially make an app for google voice yeah it got stuck in review limbo so right so should they not also be out there resubmitting that app i would think they would i wonder if they will i wonder if anybody over there is paying attention and i can't imagine they
2: wouldn't i don't know well i don't know part of me would think that google would just be like wash their hands of you know we got the web app works on everything yeah but, but I don't uh, use the web app the web app's ugly and it's not it, it's, it's slow it, it it's slow I mean it I'm, I, it's just painful and here's the thing when, when GV mobile comes out it's probably gonna be 199 or 299 the thing is though he's also gonna for a small window of time he's gonna have it out for free so uh, he's gonna announce that on his Twitter um, and his Twitter is uh, just do a search for uh, GV mobile. Uh, that's not his Twitter handle, but you'll find his site, and his site is is also his Twitter handle. And I'll I'll let you know if you see a broadcast out for me that it's available. Pick it up if you've got Google Voice.
0: Awesome, I've added that to the show notes. Uh, Google GV Mobile might come
2: back. And speaking of, of Google Voice, I've achieved Google Nirvana. Yeah, tell me about this. Okay, uh, Google made it made an announcement a few months ago saying that you know. We've heard from our apps customers, you know, the people who use their own domain for Google services like Gmail and Calendar and Contacts, that they miss out on all the good stuff. You know, you can't use your account for Google Voice or for Picasso Web or for Blogger, things like that. So starting this fall, they're going to do a unification process where you can enable your apps accounts to get all those kind of apps. Okay, And if you go to the uh, dashboard of your domain, you actually go into the program early. The thing is that once you go, you can't go back. But uh, so far, I don't see any downside to it because I I converted all five of my accounts. You know, I've got my family uh, using the biting.org account. Mm -hmm. And then what you can do is go to Google Voice and request a transfer of your phone number to this new account. They say it takes about two weeks. It took about two days. So now... All I have to do to get into my uh, Google Voice stuff is just sign in to Gmail. And you can actually go to just gmail.com and for your username, just type in your, your domain and it'll bring in your domain Gmail plus everything else. It's awesome. So now instead of having you know, biting at gmail.com and chris at biting.org with different services on them, now everything's under the chris at account. Everything, it's all merged. It's all merged, including um, the, the ability to log into my Gmail, you know, biting.org Gmail, and then make calls um, with Gtalk through Google Voice.
0: Really? Really. And what about, you know, how Gmail, all, you know, Gmail always was getting the new features and the new beta products and all that stuff early? Is that now showing up in your apps? Yes. Well, that one, yeah.
2: There's, no, there's absolutely no downside to this at all. Huh. I know this is a little advanced for what we normally talk about on a podcast, but uh, if you use Google Apps, it's, uh, so, it's a so it's a no-brainer. So,
0: what, let me just do this real quick. If I go to uh, my let me go to my email account with because I have Google Apps. So I and what I've been told is that I might even have an older set, setting here. But I go go in and sign in my email and I hit manage this domain, right? Yes. And then, do you know what you hit after that? Uh, oh wait, I, never mind. It says Google Apps is changing. You've probably heard that Google is about to make some services blah blah blah. Uh, get started. Uh, so Core Suite is that what it's talking about?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah, and and yeah, they said you know the Core Suite, which is Docs, uh, email, uh, calendar, and contacts. You know, the people with apps were looking at you know Gmail and going, you know, we feel like second class citizens. Even though we're you know a lot of people who have like the Premier accounts are paying, and uh, you know. Google finally said, okay, you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna allow you to have all that, which is which is great. You know, I think it's fantastic. I was able to actually um, you know, now I set up Google Reader under my account. So now I've got, you know, a reader on my iPhone all set up. It's it's fantastic. I love it. It's this unifying thing is awesome. It took took um, I don't know, half hour to get it all done. And then you have to send a petition, not not really a petition, but there's like a a form you fill out on Google Voice to uh get your number changed. Like I said, it took me two days. Boom, 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 done, done, done. It was awesome.
0: Okay, so the the one question I have then is this. Um, the Google Voice, is, you know, you said it took two days for you to get it transferred
2: over. Was there ever an interruption in the availability of people calling you? No. Um, it just looks like they pushed a button. You know, the only thing I did notice is that since it's transferring it to a new account, you do lose anything you've saved in Google Voice. Like, uh, you know, if you have text messages that are still in there or anything like that. Okay. Uh, you'll lose that. So yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I didn't think it wasn't a big deal to me either. So, and, uh, so, from word- this,
0: so that from this t- point forward, when you, when you actually sign into like YouTube, you sign in under your Chris at biting.org.
2: Uh, you know, I haven't done YouTube yet. Let me try it. YouTube. Sign in. Chris at biting.org. And I wonder though, super secret password. It would be funny if my password was super secret password. Oh, okay. They haven't done YouTube yet. Okay.
0: Yeah, because so. I was wondering what they were going to do with the usernames there. Because I, you know, I, I kind of wish, uh, wish I had, uh, you know, cho- chosen like at GSPN or something.
2: Yeah, they're slowly switching everything over. Um, like I said, voice just became available uh, like a few weeks ago, actually, like two weeks ago or a week ago. So cool. Yeah, Alrighty. it's awesome, man. I, I I have one sign on to rule them all now.
0: Well, to rule them all, minus ya or YouTube. I honestly
2: never sign into YouTube. Uh, well,
0: I do. righty. <laughs> um, I'm a content producer. Alright, yeah. So I understand. let's let's see what else we have on the list here. Uh, I have some uh, basically app reviews to give. Uh, you'll remember a long time ago that our friend Chris K called in and gave a very thorough review of the TomTom Tom app. Do you remember? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A, and
2: I've, I've actually got the TomTom Tom app, and I, 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 don't know about you, but I love it.
0: Well, I just purchased it. I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the price has come down to thirty nine
2: ninety nine. Wow, I think I got it for fifty. Yeah, and, and I, what what did it start out at? Was it like eighty dollars or ninety dollars? Eighty or ninety. You know what though, and I, I I am not remorseful in paying fifty bucks for it. I've I've gotten twenty dollars worth of, of directions out of it.
0: Yep. So so here's the deal. I, I I spent forty bucks on this thing, and of course I don't know if you guys know this, but if you have all if you have a, a ton of iPhones or iPod touches, all of them, and they're all synced to the same iTunes account using the same email address and password and everything. Then you buy you buy the app once and it works on all the phones. Did you know that?
2: Ow! I just hit my mouth on my microphone. You ever done that before? <laughs> no, I haven't. But man, it didn't I sound hit my like. teeth. That hurt. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> uh, Ow. Um. But anyway, I, I, so yes, I was aware of that. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> so I, I spent forty dollars on the TomTom uh, Tom app, and it's on my iPhone. It's on Stephanie's iPhone, and and it can go uh, on anybody else's iPhone that I have hooked up to my. Uh, my account here so the cool thing is that i love this thing it's it's really good some people said oh i wouldn't pay 40 dollars. why don't you just get the uh that free map quest thing and i tried the map quest thing and it's i didn't like it at all and i didn't find it out no, i hated it too it was just it was not a gps experience it was a it was a it was a map quest or google maps you know 1990 version of exactly. of viewing directions and stuff Uh, this is this is really. I mean, it's just like having one of the the very nice TomTom or Garmin or just your standard what you would be used to seeing on your dashboard if you went out and bought an expensive GPS
2: unit. And that's the thing is, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know. know, My wife's got a TomTom, and sure, it was you know eighty bucks, but it doesn't you know it doesn't do a few things. It doesn't do traffic, which you can do on the TomTom if you want. Um, you know, the maps have to be you have to buy a map pack, which is generally. 60 or 70 bucks a year and also uh, a lot of the cheap ones don't announce street names so it just says you know turn left ahead you know it doesn't say turn left ahead on compton road and uh, the iphone one does
0: well you know i I turned mine off of uh the the normal english i I put it on the british accent and i found out that it doesn't do it unless it's in the english you know uh regular standard english and i guess it has to be the computerized voice
2: Yes, yeah, because you know, obviously, they can't record, you know, Boudinot Street. You know, they would have to do a text to speech, right?
0: Well, uh, the one thing I noticed and that I was kind of bummed about is that I notice and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but on the TomTom units, you can actually make your car like a chi- uh, Chipotle burrito, and uh, you <laughs> could have uh, like <laughs> Bart Simpson do your voice
2: instructions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't get that kind of customization. You can actually choose. Yeah, you, know, you can choose a couple of different cars and stuff. Yeah, there's uh, different the cars, map. but
0: you don't get the Chipotle burrito. No, you don't. That yep. I was really looking. It, and and you think about it. I mean, it would be so much easier to access and download and incorporate those on the iPhone than it would even in a in a in a you know a, on a dashboard unit.
2: Oh, and think about it. You know, Chipotle could. You know, let's say. You know, let's say Chipotle uh, sponsored. You know, something in the TomTom Tom thing. where you can get like a free burrito. Uh, like you. You know, you're driving a burrito, and then all their uh, stores or whatever on are on the TomTom. Uh, Tom, you know, and you get like a discount or something. You know, I could see. I could see that. You know, I could see the potential for some kind of integration like that. But right. you know, I, for me with the TomTom Tom app, and I don't know about you. Uh, a lot of times, I, I, one, I don't have a car mount that fits it. My my car mount fit my old iPod. And uh, the second thing is I normally just turn my screen off and just listen for the voice turn by turn because it's it's that good. You know, it's like left turn in one half mile on yeah. blah 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 street. You know, and then it says turn now, you know. So I'm normally listening to a podcast or something, which is kind of nice because it you know, it ducks the podcast, announces it, and then brings it back up, which is really cool too.
0: Yep. And and by the way, folks, that's at iPhone.tomtom.com. And, and we want to let
2: people know that it takes up a like at least two gigs of space on your phone. Uh, let me look real quick because I think it was one
0: some one point something. So I will be able to tell you in just a second. Yeah, like, a
2: lot of them it does a take lot a them, lot. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of the you know if you don't want to use that much space, a lot of the apps you, know, you can get like uh, the eastern half of you uni- of the United States from TomTom for you know twenty or thirty bucks. You know all of North America. And uh Navigon does the same thing where they kind of break it up in the regions for a cheaper price and you can always upgrade to more. So, you know, keep that in mind too.
0: Yeah, it's one point four seven gigs that
2: TomTom will take up. Now the the you know, the bummer it takes up that much space, but the added benefit of that is you don't need a data connection and you could be in the middle of nowhere with no AT&T connection whatsoever. And since you have GPS, you know, you'll never be lost. Whereas if you try to use like Google Navigation or or MapQuest or any of those that, that are you know, quote unquote free, if you're out in the middle of nowhere where you can't get data, you're kind of out of luck. Right. So there you go.
0: All righty. Uh, the other thing I have on here is that I contacted the developer for SoundNote. And yeah, what,
2: what is SoundNote? I don't know what that is.
0: SoundNote, we talked about it at the end of the episode uh, last week. Remember when I told you about my Pulse Pen, about how I oh, write everything? that's right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like that. And what it does is it allows you to record the audio, the surrounding audio, what's going on in a meeting or a lecture or, or a session at a conference. And as you're typing notes, or and, and you can actually hand-draw you know, d- notes and stuff, um, as, whenever you strike your text or finger to the page and, and leave a note, it actually timestamps it so that when you go back later and hit play you can then um, touch anything that you have written down or drawn on the screen and it will jump to that part in the recording where it was when it was actually... what the speaker was actually saying when you actually wrote that word. So very much like my Pulse Pen that I use here in in the studio for all my notes and stuff. Uh, Very cool app. Uh, It works extremely well. And it also has the ability that you can email your audio recording and PDF documents right from it to out to people. And when it actually does the PDF document, it actually, because they're separate, they're not, they don't come together, but uh, they actually um, email you both the, the M4A file and also they email you the, the PDF. And when it comes, the PDF actually has on each line of text, it has a timestamp. So you could actually say, you know, here's, here's my note on this and it, it'll it say 15 minutes, 42 seconds. And if you go to 15 minutes and 42 seconds into the audio file, you'll know exactly where that's when this was written. That's it, awesome. It's really, it is really cool. If I was in college, I would definitely have this application. Uh, I'm going to PodCamp Boston and I plan on taking my iPad and, uh, and by the way, for the very first time, I paired my my Apple wireless keyboard to my iPad. Totally yeah, awesome! Was it awesome? Yes, <laughs> I was very shocked at how how great it is. And and a little tip that I had heard a long long time ago, and I'm so glad I knew about it, is if you ever decide that you want to, you know, let's just say you have your your keyboard paired up. And you're using an app and, and you want to type and do some stuff. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, you might want the actual on-board uh, uh, keyboard. You hit the eject button and it pops up the on-screen keyboard. You hit the eject button again and it goes away. It's very That's cool. It's cool, man. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Oh, and by the way, it types. I mean, there's there's. I thought there might be some lag time or delay. None whatsoever. I mean, it, it's real time. You're typing. I mean, I could literally see myself writing a book on my iPad if I wanted to. It, it's that good. And and then, of course, you know your uh, Command-C, Command-V, your copy and paste. All of that works with your keyboard shortcuts. Um, you hold down the com- Command key and arrow left and right to highlight. All of that works. Really awesome stuff. SoundNote.com. And uh, I, I, I highly recommend it for anybody who's uh, taking notes during meetings uh, and having that ability to record it. it it is really cool. Sweet, man. Awesome. Hey, we got two pieces of audio feedback. Uh, let's turn to John, who has two things.
1: Hey, Cliff. Hey, Chris. This is John from uh, Houston calling for the Help I Got a Mac podcast. Two questions, real quick for you. Number one, have we thought about doing a rebrand for the name? I know that uh, maybe we've got some acronym that works for Hankum. Uh, that you know, for the for the you know initial help I got a Mac, but I'm just thinking that you know, it's not really help I got a Mac anymore. It's help I've got a thought or uh, rant about Mac. So <laughs> high Grant, um, I don't know. Anyway, I just think about that. best thing, uh, have y'all heard? I'm trying sure to see if manuals been updated for new iPod touches because I know Cliff you're looking at getting a new iPod touch or well, several for, for the kids. Um, have you seen how, the, how they're going to do FaceTime? Was it going to be through like an email or a proprietary number that you get or what? Just I'm trying to figure out how it's going to go because I'm pretty sure a lot of the iPhone users are really wanting to just, uh, buy, you know, one or two iPod Touch for different family members that live different places and can, you know, see kids or in my case, see my wife. So, anyway, I want to see if you all seen how they're going to do that to connect it, to connect the iPhone to the like, iPod Touch. Next time or what? I am not seeing it yet. This is um, Monday, but uh, that's your Labor Day. So anyway, they might come out with it before then. But I just want to see, uh, or they might—you know—the answer might be more prevalent. We'll see if y'all had heard anything. All
0: right. So anyway, John, thank you for calling in. As far as rebranding, no, <laughs> we're not going to do any rebranding. <laughs> uh the, You know, I obviously, it is—you know—we we always say, "Help, I got a Mac," um and and Apple's not all about Mac anymore. So I, I, I guess, you know, help, I got an Apple. I don't I don't know. Uh, help, I'm a fanboy. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just going to stick with help. I got a Mac. I think I think the a, unless they announce in the future a new desktop computer and they no longer call it a Mac or if it's no longer the Mac OS, uh, then it's probably time for a name brand change or whatever. Uh, you know, they did move away from the Mac name and brand and stuff like that with all of these iOS devices. So I don't know. Maybe in the future, if if they definitely if they move away from the Mac brand, then right, right. But I think Mac slash Apple synonymous in my I think in most people's minds. Yeah, I'm right. Agree. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. All right. And then um the other question is uh do you have any idea how they're doing? You know, how do you set up an a user account? How do they do FaceTime on these iPod touches? Because through an email address. Is it through email address? It is. Is that how it
2: is on the phone as well then? Uh you can do either phone or email address.
0: Ah. So Yeah, they
2: changed that with four point one. Oh, do I ha- I don't think I have four point one. Not yet, no.
0: No. Anyway,
2: um, yeah, I, I actually I did a FaceTime call with uh, Keith Parsons on his iPod Touch, and actually it worked real well. You could hear him just fine. the 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 camera in back uh, didn't have any problems at all. It sounded sounded fine to me. Cool.
0: Well, that that's good to hear. Um, and so it's it is email address. So basically, I could it. Let's just say uh, it, one of my kids get their i you know get their iPod Touch for Christmas, and we just Plug in their email address, and then I can actually plug in their email address on my iPhone, and and immediately do a FaceTime with them. Yes, very cool. I'm glad to hear that, and that's good. That is good to know. And and I'm hoping. I, I'm really looking forward to the day when there's a desktop version of uh, FaceTime. Why Why do you think that that's not out yet?
2: No idea. I, I don't even have a, a way to, you know, no thoughts on that yet at all. <laughs> gotcha. All
0: right, well, let's turn to our last call of the week. This is Mary, who wants to uh, or tell us about her new iPod experience.
3: Hi, this is Mary from Minnesota. And I just wanted to tell you guys that, oh, this is also for um, help I got a Um, I wanted to tell you guys that today is the first day that the new um, iPod Touches and um, iPod nanos and shuffles are out, and I got one, and I didn't have to pre-order. I'm really excited. I also wanted to say that, um, you know, people who don't have Macs are really missing out, Um, especially people with disabilities, um, because they have this voiceover. um, I just call it speech output. But I really like it, and I really thought it was only going to be on the Mac itself, but they have it on everything. They have it on my iPod Touch, my Nano, um, and I'm just I'm really happy that they do. So good plug for Apple. Um, and people who don't have Mac, I don't know why you don't have them. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a great day.
0: I I totally concur. If you don't
2: have a Mac, why?
0: Yeah, if you don't have a Mac, you have no clue what you're missing. I agree. Anyway, just so you know, we have four minutes and 27 seconds to end this before we run out of drumming from the wonderful Chris Biting.
2: Hey, I want to see if there's any new apps that I've gotten lately that I would like to uh, talk about real quick.
0: Sure. And while you're doing that, while you're looking through there, I just want to let people know this is a free episode of Help I Got a Mac. Please tell all your friends about Help I Got a Mac. Send them to helpigotamac.com. Brand new, freshly redesigned website. And of course, uh, I love it because now it says, hey, if you like this podcast, you might also enjoy. And there are some (laughs) recommendations there for you. And of course, we want to let you know that uh, for those of you who are subscribed to the free podcast feed, we guarantee you at least one episode per month for free. This month, uh, there are sometimes you get two or three even. But uh, if you want to get every single episode of Help, I Got a Mac and all the other shows we produce here at GSPN, become a Plus member. Head over to gspn.tv slash Plus for more information. Chris, tell me what else you got, my friend.
2: Well, the only app that I that I got right now that I'm really, really digging is... Uh, actually, I heard it from Annie and Anko. It's called Observatory. It's for the iPad. Yeah. It's a clock. It's 99 cents. Um, I, I have a, an iPod dock now. So now I use my iPad as like a, a really cool looking clock or a Pandora, you know, player, you know, kind of take away from, you know, doing that stuff on my computer to take up cycles because I, I render video and I need all the power I can get. So I, I do that kind of stuff on my iPad now. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a neat little app. It's called Observatory. You know, I would get that
0: if I could run Pandora in the background. Because I, I actually use my iPad to listen to Pandora while I'm working most of the day. Touché. That's coming.
2: 4.2 yes. beta is out now. Very cool. And
0: uh, the other thing that I wanted to say is uh, you, you mentioned something about your new uh, website coming. Tell me what's going on there.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I got the... Uh, thanks to Cliff, I uh, got um, set up with a Bluehost account, uh, and you can get that at... What is it, gspn.tv slash Bluehost?
0: Yeah, if you actually use gspn.tv slash Bluehost, I get an affiliate commission. So I would yeah, love to help
2: Cliff out. You know, it doesn't cost you any more.
0: Nope. In fact, it's pretty darn expensive. It's only $6.95 a month uh, for them. So it, it's, yeah, and it's, it's unlimited
2: storage, unlimited bandwidth. You can even stream videos from it. So if you can set up HTTP uh, streaming like Apple does, you can do that. Uh, they support all sorts of uh, pre-installed stuff. So if you want to use WordPress or Joomla or Drupal or Concrete 5, a- anything like that, they it's so easy to set up. You just click it and do it. Um, but that being said, I'm probably going to build my, my website by hand. Sweet. I'm looking <laughs> I'm, forward I'm, to seeing... I'm see already it. mocking it up in, in, in Photoshop right now. I've got friends of mine who are like you know, CSS JavaScript ninjas that... Um, I'm going to do a, an exchange for them. You know, they'll they'll help my site out. I'll I'll, my, I'll make a video for them or something. So sweet.
0: How yeah. how soon before the people can go to the website and uh, take a look at it?
2: Uh, probably a month. Um, oh, okay. But it'll, it'll be at biting.org and it'll also be at chrisbiding.com.
0: Okay, but if they go to Biden, biting.org right now, that is going to be
2: uh, that's still your Tumblr blog it is uh yeah i'm I'm gonna be building the site in the background so then i'll flip the switch and switch everything over sweet
0: yeah well there you go my friends fun stuff all the time happening over here and of course uh, we'll be back again next week and until next time everybody we encourage you to join the community
2: see ya